the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. We are in a series, a Strong Mind, Strong Life, and I have my mother here with us, Sherry Godby. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Oh, it's so great. And I love this series because we're talking about different areas of our mind that we need to keep clear and clean in this crazy world. You know, sometimes, wow, the the, the devil really hits you hard, doesn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. What, what other verses, Mom? Do you have some other verses for us? Well, First uh, Peter 5, 8 tells us uh, how serious the devil is. He seeks someone to devour. Mm-hmm. So we do have to be on the alert. But we don't have to be fearful because God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We just have to know who we are, but we also have to not be ignorant of who our enemy is. And we have to um, we have to know that um, the devil is a destroyer. And one of the things he tries to do with everybody is he tries to come at us in some shape or form of pride because that was his downfall. See, that was his downfall, and he wants it to be our downfall, mm. too. And so we have to to just be on the alert for that because pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling or before a fall. And we have to just be conscious of How that. How would you define pride? What do you think pride looks like well, today? Well, I, I used to think that pride was, you know, thinking that uh, you're better than somebody else. Mm-hmm. But... Th- the Lord actually showed me that that I was prideful, and it I I just I couldn't hardly believe it. Mm. The Lord showed me, wow. and He said He was emptying me out, and um, it was at right after I got my doctorate degree, <laughs> and He said clearly, oh, "Wow, he, he, uh, it was not audible, but He said I am emptying you out," and and He said that uh, like a critical spirit, you know, a critical mm. spirit, maybe you think that you know more than somebody else, and so I, I He said that's got to go. That's what he told me. He said, that's that has got, to, got go. to go. And six months later, then uh, it was like a wine bag and all that stuff had to go. But then he said, those dregs down the bottom, there's a few a few things left. He said, that's got to go too. Hmm. So he, he showed me that I was prideful and I didn't think that I was prideful. You could have asked me, are you a prideful person? Do you think you're better than someone? I would have said no. But I, whatever God says is what's the truth. Isn't he so kind and so, so gentle kind. to show mm-hmm. us to show us something that Satan could just keep hammering us with if right. we if we don't get rid of it. Right. I think that's a lovely story and so beautiful. He will do that with all of us. Sometimes we're mm-hmm. afraid to give our heart to God, but we can give our heart. We can trust him. We can trust how him do, with how our do life we, and with our heart. Uh, keep a clear mind, mom, in times of loss and grief. 
Well, based on scripture, we can do a couple of things. Well, we can do many things, but two things uh, we, that we can do is take a step closer to the to the Lord. We can draw near to him. Mm-hmm. We can pour out our heart to him. And those are actual scriptures. Uh, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's a great promise. Mm-hmm. And then Psalm 62, verse 8 says, trust in him at all times, you people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. So the action steps that we can take is to draw near to God and to pour and to pour our hearts out to him. Who right. you, you we met a woman this summer, her name's Karen, and she's been on the show, Karen Scales. Right. What such a wise woman. And you may want to go back and listen to her testimony um, on the website, but that's at jennifer-jackson.org, Karen Scales. But you wanted to tell, well, tell us about Karen. Well, Karen lost her husband due to chronic uh, renal problems, kidney problems. And she was at first just shocked and devastated. She had four children, and the youngest ones were, I think, maybe around six or seven years old, something like that. And, and I mean, she, she was just so shocked. And But she, she decided to draw closer to the Lord. And she said that he became her best friend. And she would say, Lord, let's go to lunch. I love that. Didn't you? (laughs) I mean, she'd go out to eat by herself, (laughs) but she wasn't really by herself. She was with the Lord and she would sit there and talk Mm -hmm. to the Lord. Right. And she was trying to figure out, you know, how to how to process everything. And she said that sometimes she couldn't feel like she could read the Bible or pray. And she was just kind of, I guess, shock may be the word. But uh, eventually she was able to go to the to the daily, I think it was almost daily prayer time at her church. And she said there is where she let go of her grief because she she was uh, she couldn't even cry until this time. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of in shock. But she said that there is where she poured out her heart to the Lord. And this is her quote. She said, I poured out my heart and my hurt. At the altar is where I allowed God, my father, to comfort me and where I could sense his love and assurance of his provision. She said, just being honest with him and not trying to be strong without needing to understand why, only trusting. Hmm. If we can do that, the freedom Mm -hmm. and the clarity in our mind that would come during a time of loss and grief. Well, there's some other things that we need to do when we have a time of loss and grief. And I think one is resist, (laughs) right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you actually resisted the devil, you know, this was interesting to me because I hadn't thought about grief as something to resist. I'd always Mm -hmm. thought about it as something you need to process. Right. And you do have to process it, right? So what's the difference? When do I know that, okay, I need to resist the grief Mm -hmm. or I need to process this grief? Well, I think there can come a time when grief is just taking over your life. And you can't move forward. And actually, if it's a spouse who has died, that spouse probably would want you to be happy. And so in my time of grief, it was the Holy Spirit who taught me to resist the devil, submit to God and resist the devil. And so uh, I'll first tell you my little story Mm -hmm. and then I'll I'll come back to uh, how I personified grief and resisted grief in Jesus name. Well, my story is one of loss and grief, but actually... um, uh, my dad had not died, but uh, he was never there. So I, to me, that was that was traumatic, and that was lost, and that was grievous. I don't really remember him ever holding me or saying, I love you. He never did any activities with me or anything like that. 
And I'm glad that right at this moment, I can say that without crying or being hurt. I don't feel any hurt at all. So I'm so happy that God has healed me. You must have forgiven, and we'll get to that on another episode. (laughs) Yes, I have forgiven him, and I even love him. I can say I love him. That's beautiful. But uh, I don't remember him being at the dinner table. So that tells you a lot about the time spent with him was very little. But he must have been there at the table at least once, and probably more. But I'm just saying what I remember uh, what stood out in my mind was, I guess I wasn't keeping my hair kept, and it was long and had bangs. And he said, Sherry, get your hair out of your eyes. So, you know, that stuck with me. So I, he must have been there. But in my mind right now, I can't visualize him being at the table. But uh, over over the years, it was very traumatic, you know, for me to not have a, a father. But what helped me to definitely help me to have a sound mind and keep a sound mind was that I became a born-again Christian. And there was a little church that I could see from my mom's house, and it was a little white church. And when I was a teenager, they invite, they came over, and the pastor came over and invited me to be part of the youth group. Mm. So I started going to church, and they taught the Word of God. I mean, we would read our Bible every week, and I did learn what the Bible said. And so I finally came to a point to where, you know, I was ready to receive the Lord because I knew what it what the Bible said about that. And so there was a, there was a revival, a big revival. And I still remember the evangelist name, Sigil Sears. <laughs> and the church was packed out. And uh, it was a miracle that I walked down front. But um, a friend of mine wanted to get past me to, so she could go down and walk down the aisle. So that just gave me enough courage to go with her. And so we knelt at the altar. The pastor came over, opened up the Bible and showed us in the book of Romans how to receive the Lord. So he had us to pray aloud and ask God to forgive us of our sins. And, and the interesting thing is that I felt the weight of sin lift from me. Now, I was That's 13. Amazing. I didn't know anything, but I felt that. So after the service was over, it was customary that the people who had received the Lord would stand up front and everybody would come by and shake their hand and say, welcome. I'm so glad, you know. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a celebration. A celebration. And there's the oldest one in the church. His name was Marshall. And Mm. just think about this. I, I said to him, I said, you know, I said, when I prayed, I said, I felt this weight lift off of me. And up until that time, I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. Pilgrim's Progress, you know, mm-hmm. the movie sure. and the books about mm-hmm. Pilgrim, Pilgrim's Progress. I did not know that in the story that how real it was that when the writer, John Bunyan, wrote it, uh, the, the guy, uh, it's about this guy named Christian. And when he came to the cross, the pack that was on his back fell off. And Almost I thought, like a backpack lifting yeah. off your back. And I said... Well, that's what happened to me. You know, I felt mm, that weight beautiful. of sin lift off of me. And so from that was uh, almost 58 years ago. I can honestly mm. say it was the best day of my life. And I've been walking and talking with the Lord since then. I'm not I've not lived a perfect life, of course. But that was the most wonderful day of my mm. life because I was truly I was born again. I love it. Yes. And anyone we can all experience that. Right. I think maybe we should just pause before we go forward because someone might want to do that right now. Why don't we just say that prayer? And if that's you, let's just receive the Lord. We can have the the weight, the heaviness of that sin off of our back. So, Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. And we just say, 
that we thank you. We thank you for the cross that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for all those weights, all those sins that we have carried on our back. And we receive you, Jesus, now into our heart. And we thank you, God, that we have a home in heaven, that you forgive us, that you cleanse us, that you welcome us, and that even the angels celebrate, Lord, when we invite you into our hearts. So we do that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. But that's how I've kept a sound mind. It's exciting. (laughs) It does help you keep a sound mind to have Mm -hmm. the Lord in your heart and the Lord in your mind. Right. Mm, That's beautiful. And the word of God, you know, meditating on the word of God. So, um, so your action word when you had just this grief and it's interesting to me because your grief was the loss, but it was the loss of a father that wasn't there. It wasn't that he had died yet. He eventually did die late, many, many years later. Right. But as a child, that was a great loss. It, and it so, was a great loss. And, and a grief. And a grief. And uh, it took me, you know, many years to just try to piece things together. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I tried to plant the Word of God in my heart because the Word of God is very healing. Yes. And and it and, and helped me to have a sound mind. But one of the things that I did was I submitted to God and I resisted the devil. And the Bible says, and he will flee from you. And at one point. I wrote this prose. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll read just a little bit of it. But in this in this prose or poetry, I personified grief, you know, as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, use figurative language. And so this is actually how I did it. I said, grief, I resist you. Get out of my mind. Get out of my emotions. Get out of my destiny. I submit to God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com